This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. To the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Uh, yeah. Two straight weeks now with Tank Dell leading the Texans in targets. Nico Collins was quiet in this game, but Tank went off. I had Nico Collins going up against you, Zach. You had Tank Dell. Uh, you yeah. got you got the you got the you got the victory between those two guys. Uh, but he caught five of seven targets for 145 yards in the touchdown. One of those being a big big receiving touchdown later in the game uh he's still available in a ton of leagues uh he's definitely going to be one of the top waiver wire pickups this week he was a top waiver wire pickup last week he should have been picked up and uh now going forward both him and nico collins are top 36 wide receivers moving forward yeah um so you know let's see how these two stack against each other over the next few weeks um next week they have another beatable secondary at home against the steelers in week four um but the fact that the texans man went into jacksonville and won this game the way they did. It was super impressive, dude. Mm-hmm. The, se- the second most impressive win. I mean, obviously, the Cardinals beat Dallas. But they were at home, so <laughs> fine. But anyway, um, Tank Dell, yeah, 100%. This guy is going to be a part of the passing attack moving forward, no doubt. I mean, like I said, we said CJ – I always say this. CJ Stroud tried to get the Texans to go out of their way to get Tank Dell, and they did. And now he's returning on value. He doubled his roster percent last week because he was a waiver wire pickup you know obviously he went from 20 some percent he's up to 48 on sleeper right now that's going to go up even more uh the difference right now for tank dell and nico collins you know i i think they'll be interchangeable i don't think it's always going to be tank dell getting all the targets and it's always going to be nico collins being on the lower side of things we saw that last week it's just the biggest takeaway for me is cj stroud looks good enough to support two wide receivers so you don't have to worry about having either of these guys i still don't really want to start tank dell as anything more than a wide receiver three or a flex, but in a pinch, he can get it done for you as a wide receiver two. Nico Collins, I think, is going to have the safer floor moving forward, safe, more stability, just because he has those downfield targets. And CJ Strouds look good throwing them. So, oh, yeah, both of them should be Ross for 100%. Both of them can be started without people looking at you and thinking, like, why are you starting them? Tank Dell is a good surprise, though. You know, I, I didn't think he's going to be contributing this fast, but 
Doesn't look like Robert Woods is doing anything crazy. And Noah Brown being injured opened the door for Tank Dell. I don't think that he's going to be able to come back, Noah Brown, and have any sort of significant impact on the receiving room. I don't think so. I think he's just a run blocker at this point, to be honest with you, in 12 personnel maybe. But that's about it. Yeah. I, I can't get over Josh Kelly scoring a combined 6.6 fantasy points in two games without Austin Eckler, dude. 11 carries for 12 yards in this game. You know, he makes A.J. Dillon look like a good running back. Yeah. Uh, Eckler is probably not going to be back next week either. And we're all going to bench Kelly against the Raiders next week. And he's, of course, he's going to go off. Um, yeah. But he has l- officially lost all trust with fantasy managers everywhere. 74% of snaps too, man. He's getting the snap share. He got it last week as well. Just unbelievable. It's just not good. Yeah. Not good at all. Yeah, it's not good. But it's also hard for him to do anything when Justin Herbert's throwing the ball 47 times. And I think that we kind of saw this game script coming. We knew the Chargers and the Vikings were going to be throwing the ball all day. And that's exactly what happened. So, Josh Kelly, I'm not surprised that he had this. He got 11 carries for 12 yards. Are you not surprised? You have to be efficient. We we saw it last week. (laughs) It was the same thing. We just didn't have the upside because the, the Chargers were throwing the ball. And the same thing happened this week. The matchup was obviously fine. There was nothing wrong with it. But we knew that the Chargers were going to be throwing the ball. And I said that his ceiling, I think I said it on a couple episodes ago, I said it's probably in that 13-point range if he scores a touchdown. If he doesn't, he's probably going to be pretty quiet. And this was really bad by any standard. I'm not really interested in starting him. I don't think there's a reason to start him next week, but who knows? You know, If you're in a pinch, you can try again. You can go back to the well, but it's come up dry two times in a row. It's just crazy. The bigger story for me was Keenan Allen. And I think we're going to talk talk about him. Go for it, man. I mean, 18 catches, 215 yards, 20 targets, dude. And a passing touchdown. The Mike Williams. (laughs) He, he had a good day too, man. Seven for one. I mean, he didn't have a good day. I, I mean, he had a good day before he ended up getting hurt. Seven for 121 and a touchdown. That touchdown from Keenan Allen. Uh, he did have a bad knee injury, though, in this game, man. Um, yeah. You know, the concern is a potential ACL. Not confirmed, okay? Uh, he's getting the MRI on Monday. Let's hope for the best. Let's hope it's something not severe that we're to the point where he can come back at some point this year. That's the hope. Right. Um, but Justin Herbert ended up 400 yards and three touchdowns, you know, all through the air. If the Mike Williams injury is somewhat serious, if he's going to miss time, I think Josh Palmer, you know, should be picked up. You know, he turned into a full-time player once Mike Williams is out. You know, Quentin Johnston does not seem anywhere close to be beating out Josh Palmer right now. Okay. I, right. I might want to pick him up to see what happens with the extra playing time. But I would prefer to pick up Josh Palmer all day long. Yeah. And that's just because – We've what we've seen and what we've heard so far has been Quentin Johnson not moving up the depth chart at all. And if Josh Palmer's beaten him, then that tells you he's not there's no room for him to move past that point this season, I don't think. Like, assuming hopefully Mike Williams comes back and Keen Allen comes back, his best case scenario, Quentin Johnson's right now, is wide receiver three. And he's going to be in that position a little bit more. He might have a higher snap share move forward if Mike Williams is out, but it's gonna be really hard for him to get targets between Keenan Allen. Who just had 20 targets this week, and Josh Palmer, who came in and just looked really good in replacing Mike Williams. So, Quinn Johnson, I'm not really interested. Like, somebody else can pick him up. That's fine. I don't see him blowing up any type of roster, having a big game. But for me, it's just like we said, Keenan Allen coming into the season. Like, if you looked at that stretch of games last year, towards the end when he came back from that injury, he was Justin Herbert's favorite target. He is showing that this season. And if Mike Williams is out, like, can we rank it? Like, he should be probably top seven or eight receiver every week, Keenan Allen. We talked about this, this man. Playing. 
we talked about this, man. Keenan Allen was one of the best draft day values these this entire offseason. It was absolutely ridiculous yeah. where he was being drafted, man. It's crazy. It, so the target kudos share to is everyone insane. who was able. Yeah, kudos to those who 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 listened and just grabbed Keenan Allen, and now you have a wide receiver one in your hands. Okay. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay, other side of the ball, Alexander Madison. He had the bounce back game. Uh, didn't have a humongous day, but you know he did enough to secure his job. I think twenty carries for ninety three yards, five catches for seven, five catches for thirty two yards, eighty one percent of snaps. The eighty one percent of snaps is, is is interesting to me because it seems like the coaching staff didn't even try to start limiting his touches or playing time or anything like that. Okay, this was a good game for those who have Madison. You know, but one thing you love to see is that he had seven targets this week, six targets last week. You know. Um, you know, yeah. we'll see how much Cam Akers moves into this backfield share next week if he's active. Um, but it's a good sign for Madison. This is exactly what you needed if you had Alexander Madison on your team. Yeah, absolutely. And I was I was worried about it a little bit because to start the game, he dropped a couple passes. I was like, uh oh, you know, this could be a situation where Cam Akers might come in and have this type of have an impact here. But it looks like Alexander Madison, he's gonna be fine. Um, 20 carries too. Like that was one thing for me. Like they kept going back to him. Didn't he, did he have a fumble? I, he he, he might've so been called he had back. A fumble. He had the fumble near the goal line, but it got reversed. No, right. to no fumble. So yeah. like technically he didn't have a fumble, but it was a fumble. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, um, that issue so isn't that sheet, completely, there gone. was no fumble. Yeah. What's that? No, that issue isn't completely gone. Like this is, it's just no, been like, it's not his first like, fumble. If I'm not mistaken, he had a fumble near the goal line. Was it last week? Or the week or the, uh, I know he fumbled one. He fumbled, I think, the ball on one of the first plays in the second half last week against the Eagles, and that gave it was them last a week. Yeah, exactly. easy touchdown. Exactly. It was so, last week. Yep. It's Yeah, so he's had a little trouble holding on to the ball this season. He got away with it this week, but this is the type of performance that you can build on where the first two weren't really the case. This was as close we've seen Alexander Madison come to looking like Alexander Madison, the one that we that was like the excellent handcuff. Um, in a long time, you know, since he's been the yeah, starter. So for this sure. is definitely encouraging. It definitely is. Uh, Zach Moss ended up with 30 carries in this game, performed against the Ravens in Baltimore. Tough matchup, but he got it done, man. Uh, this is unlike yeah. any <laughs> any of the Zach Moss that we've seen, you know, throughout <laughs> his career. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but he got it done. Um, you know, also got the touchdown uh, on a wheel route. So Gardner Minshew ended up leading this team the victory over the Ravens in Baltimore. Really disappointing from the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens' offense in general, I think, has been a little disappointing this year. You know, obviously, they lost J.K. Dobbins. That's going to hurt. But Mark Andrews, 4 for 35. Zay Flowers, 8 for 48. You know, he did lead them in targets, by the way, with a 31% target share. But just overall, this Ravens' offense, I think, not great, you know. Um, either right. way, Lamar did end up with a great fantasy day with 100 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Uh, Gus Edwards was the guy there. He left the game later. He left the game in like the fourth quarter. Melvin Gordon took over at that point. It's crazy, man. Gus Edwards might have a concussion, right? If he's out <laughs> next week because right. of a concussion, because of the concussion, like they're literally down J.K. Dobbins, right? Justice Hill has the turf toe injury. I don't know if he's going to play next week. They might be down, you know, Gus Edwards also, and then they might end up playing Melvin Gordon in like a feature role. Like it's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> or or Kenyon Drake. Who knows? <laughs> it's hilarious. That's to right. Think that this is like where well. we're, we're this is where we're going with the Ravens' backfield. This is where we were last year. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's giving you shades of twenty twenty. Was it twenty twenty one or was it last year? Where both it was last year. Yeah, well, it was, not, JK, it was two years ago. It was two years. Yeah, ago. J.K. Yeah, Dobbins yeah. and Gus Edwards went down within like a week of each other. 
So it's like an Probably. empty Ravens backfield. So the Ravens haven't had a healthy backfield in years. I think Justice Hill is still the guy to have at this point because he will come back and he will obviously get the work like he did in the game that he was playing. But Melvin Gordon and Kenny Drake, could they be like flex starts next week if Gus Edwards is out? Like I would say Gordon is a flex play if if both Justice Hill and um Gus Edwards is out. Imagine making this decision. Would you want to make a decision between Melvin Gordon and Josh Kelly next week? <laughs> I don't think Bro, you would. <laughs> I don't know, man. Give me give me Melvin Gordon. <laughs> to be I, I think you'd have to. I mean, right? I mean I, honestly, that's signing yourself up to be burned by Josh Kelly, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'd rather just leave. I just, I just leave my slot blank, my slot empty. I'll just do that. Just put um, a tight end in. <laughs> let's look at this Lions Falcons game, man. Huge game from Sam Laporta. He went for he went eight for eighty four in the touchdown. The target distribution from Jared Goff in this game extremely tight. I'm on Russ Brown, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, and not Josh Reynolds. Khalif yeah. Raymond. Josh Reynolds. This is a story of Josh Reynolds' career uh, in a nutshell. He just <laughs> disappears randomly. He has like these great games and just completely disappears. He didn't have one target in this game. He just ran, He just did a lot of cardio. Um, but Laporta is, is looking like a legit top 10 tight end the rest of the way, man. He has upside um, to be even higher. Like He has upside to be like a top six, top five, top six tight end this year if he continues to do what he's doing. Yeah, he's a trusted target in the Lions offense. And I think what you're going to see, the value from Laporta, even if he doesn't have big games like he did, he caught his first touchdown this week, and this is huge. This is probably going to be the tight end, uh, top three tight end performance, I think, this week. Yeah. When everything, when, when all is said and done. Like, the thing that Sam Laporta is going to give you is that consistency and target share. I think regardless of what happens in a game, he's going to have six or seven targets, where you can't really say that for a lot of tight ends right now. And Josh Reynolds, when you compare it, like you said it, He'll have a big game, and then as soon as he's started, I think he just looks to see on Sleeper or whatever fancy apps we're using how many leagues he started in. And if that's over 50%, he just does nothing. He takes a day off. That's what it feels like, and that's what we saw. And I think you're really disappointed if you have Josh Reynolds. The beauty of it is you could turn around and start him next week, and he'll have a good game. So it's like It's just playing with fire, putting him in your lineup. That's not the type of player you want. But the thing is, if you catch him on a good week, he could put up 20 points in your flex. So he's a tough asset to have. He shouldn't be dropped. But at this point, you know, if you want to talk about who, what the pecking order looks like in terms of targets and what the Lions want to do, it's Amon Ross St. Brown and then it's Sam Laporta. And like you mentioned, the fact that it's tight, that Jared Goff is throwing it to his playmakers, that's only going to make it easier starting these guys moving forward. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jameer Gibbs actually did end up taking some of David Montgomery's role. He has 17 carries for 80 yards. He was only targeted once, but this is great news for him Like over the next few weeks with Montgomery out. Uh, I think he's a bit of a buy low now, too, to take advantage of this increased workload. He might have some weak winning weeks coming up with him. You know, He got 71% of the running back carries in this game. You know, imagine if he gets targeted five or six times on top of that. Right? Not only that, but he right. got all three goal line uh, snaps in this game. 
Okay, so he gets two good matchups the next two weeks against the Packers and the Panthers. Okay, so if I'm trying to get a running back, he didn't score a touchdown this game. I'm looking to get him this week if I can. Yeah, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. So that's, oh, yeah. what, I'm, that's what you're talking about. Like, that is an easy buy-low candidate. The fact that he got the 17 carries is what was most important to me. That's why I looked at it. He got yes. two targets, too. But that rushing work is what we were kind of calling for. Of course, that rushing work comes at the expense of the receiving work. If we could just marry those two, and we, I think that's going to happen at some point this season. You know, he's looked good on the work that he's gotten. If he could get I think both it could of those going this week. That's what I'm saying. And we said we said yeah. this, I know we said this last week and the week before. But this is the type of talent we're dealing with. And it was a quiet day by any rate for the Lions offense. They put up 20 points, you know, and like you mentioned, target distribution was super tight at the top. And they were ahead in this game. There was no urgency to push the ball downfield. They're kind of just taking their time. I think in a more competitive game, Jameer Gibbs, you know, he could really have a week winning performance. And I know we keep saying that you just gotta bear with us here. We're waiting just like you are. It'll happen at some point. The utilization is pointing us in the in the right direction. Follow that, and the production will come. Yeah, man, 100%. Um, the Falcons offensive line and Bijan Robinson, you know, like I said earlier, couldn't get it done against the Lions. You know, despite that, Drake London still only had two catches in this game. You know, Kyle Pitts was the flavor of the week in the, uh, in the passing game here. Um, still didn't have a crazy game, but decent day. Enough to be a probably a top twelve tight end this week, um, but yeah, throw some offers out there for Bijan if you can this week after that performance. You know, um, not many people want to sell him, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the, some might think of this still as a timeshare between those two guys. But Bijan's, you know, his all of his everything that we're looking at here in terms of underlying metrics is pointing to Bijan being a, a serious like top five running back the rest of the way. Okay. So yeah. continue to put out offers there for him. Yeah, you just look at the running game. It, it, they didn't really have many places to go because they were playing from behind the whole game. And it was a bold strategy by Arthur Smith to throw from – he threw the ball, but to play the negative game script and throw to tight ends because he threw to Johnny Smith as many times as he, th- as he threw Kyle Pitts. Threw to Johnny Smith more times than he threw to Drake London. Drake London's going to be an annoying player this whole season because they get away <laughs> yeah, from him so. way too yeah. easily. Like – he had some targets and he looked his first catch of the day went for 28 yards after that it was just completely quiet so this is what we're looking at with the offense moving forward that's not good drake london like i think he's a wide receiver three play at this point i don't like him as my wide receiver two just because of the fluctuation no doubt about it i had him ranked as like a low-end wide receiver three this week right so he like he's he's <laughs> just not somebody that you really want to start at this point to be honest with you um all right what else we got going on the Chiefs absolutely destroyed the Bears. Okay, Taylor Swift was definitely a good luck charm. She was in a suite <laughs> right next to Travis Kelsey's mom. Okay, I saw like, that. Yeah, like what a flex, dude! Like you get you get Swift as your girl. You bring her to the game. You sit her next to your mom in the suite. You destroy the other team. And uh, Justin Fields, you know, he knew there was trouble when he walked in to Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I, I see what you did there. That's very to. good. Did you have that written down, or did that just come to you? That was pretty good. No, I, I wrote it down. <laughs> I wrote it down. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but there's not much else to take out of this game. Um, 
No. Uh, what's his name? Rashi Rice did did his thing, you know, on limited routes, and he was targeted a little bit more than he's usually. But like, it's uh, we're still at the point where like, there's no receiver really taking control in terms of routes run, and they're all being kind of, you know, rotated through. Um, you know, even with Patrick, you know, they eventually bench Patrick Mahomes because they were up by so much. But li- literally, the the Bears were dumpster fire this entire week, and then like. The dumpster fire just exploded <laughs> on Sunday. Like <laughs> they rolled, terrible, dude. they rolled the flaming dumpster onto the field, and <laughs> it just sh- shot everywhere. Like that was crazy. So now Dallas didn't look much better, so I- I'm not going to make fun of any teams this week. But I will say right, this was like one of those token Jarek McKinnon games where it's like Jarek McKinnon has two touchdowns, but a low fantasy output. Travis Kelsey somehow randomly has a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes has a big day, and none of the receivers are even startable fantasy it's just like this is what the chiefs offense is anymore they just find ways to get it done in like the least useful way possible if you have any pass catcher not named kelsey because jarek mckinnon is going to turn around and he's gonna have a really quiet game next week isaiah pacheco he had 15 carries 62 yards he was toting the rock but clyde edwards yeah. there also had 15 carries it's like this is gonna change yeah but, every week. but but i'll say this though uh edward ceh he did get most of his work like once uh, the starters were kind of off the field, and he was working with with the with Blaine Garrett on the field, right? So when right. Mahomes was on the field, uh, what's his name? Um, Pacheco was on, got like sixty percent of snaps, which is like really good, like for Chiefs yeah. running back. So mm-hmm. I thought this game, like at least with the when the starters were on the field, um, this was a pretty encouraging game for Pacheco, especially considering that he was a little bit banged up this week uh, in right. practice and stuff. So. I'm much more encouraged with Pacheco moving forward than I was coming into this week. So I think this was a, a nice little check in the box for Pacheco moving forward. I think I, I, I didn't want to play him as like, you know, even a high end like RB3, but I think he turns into one going into next week. That's kind of how I feel about right. him right now. Yep. Um, I think that's really it, guys. I was really, I think, the main, main takeaways. Are we missing anything, Zach, or do we kind of hit on everything so far? I, I think that's about it. You know, I didn't get a chance to really look over the late games in depth, but it looks like Adam Thielen yeah. had a big day. We kind of called yeah, for that. Not, it wasn't that much going on in these late games in terms of like big developments. Um, right. You know, Adam Thielen definitely had a big day. You know, I thought Andy Dalton. The thing is with Dalton, it's like he gives these receivers chances a little bit more, you know, uh, than yep. Bryce Young, right? And I and I kind of like had a feeling that was going to happen coming into this week because. Whatever we've we've seen Andy Dalton right like before and mm-hmm. he, he's a veteran he's going to give these receivers chances DJ Shark you know ended up doing his thing Adam Thielen ended up doing his thing and like these two are the guys that you you know you want to get involved so hopefully when Bryce Young ends up coming back maybe he can do his thing as well but as of right now Andy Dalton uh, definitely you know you want to keep starting Adam Thielen you know as a solid wide receiver three uh, if Andy Dalton plays next week at least at least at least you know Thielen has a decent game you know in the books with Bryce Young as well so that's that's good news you kind of know that he's the number one there at this point right um I think that's going to do it for this episode guys we appreciate you uh thanks for tuning in we'll be back tomorrow for our waiver wire episode uh we'll kind of you know make sure that you guys are all you know all all prepared uh for uh for that and uh yeah if you guys can do us a huge favor if you guys can uh, subscribe to the podcast, follow the podcast, subscribe to it, or whatever platform you're on, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen, subscribe. That's all you have to do. If you want to go a step for- further, rate and review 
the podcast, especially if you think we deserve a five-star review, especially. Okay, we it would mean the world to us. We appreciate the time. It only takes a minute, um, and, and that's gonna do it. That's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, if you wanna put in any uh pickums into Monday Night Football, uh, new users are going to get a a surprise pick. Okay, so you're gonna get a free pick. Okay, to put in like a free square, basically. Not only that, you're gonna get your first deposit doubled up to five hundred dollars for a limited time. Usually it's one hundred dollars, but first deposit doubled up to five hundred dollars. Um. Use code upper hand. The minimum deposit is only ten bucks, uh, but use code upper hand uh, and have some fun on Monday night. And yeah, guys, we appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye bye. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 